You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. What's good? Oh, man, when you ask me this question, and you know this too. I'll bet I you, do know. I bet you think about every single time you're like, I'm going to put this question in his path. It's like, a little, it's like a little trip mine. <laughs> they're, like, they're like little medieval cow tops that you know I'm going to walk right over. Because, you know, normally when people say, what's going on? I'm like, ah, not much. And you're like, hey, what's good? Ah, not much. That's, that's not fair. That's not how I feel. <laughs> no, um, you know, many things are good. Many. I'm stringing this. I, I realize every time I talk about coffee. <laughs> no, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was talking to someone about our podcast recently. They were like, yeah, I've been listening to the podcast. And Ethan and you guys, the coffee, the coffee comes up. Yeah, so I've strung this cup along for a while now and it's good. And um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling yeah. awake. I'm feeling uh, happy to be here. That's great. That's just wonderful. It is good. You got how, anything how else you, going on today? Uh, um, I mean, sure, there's, there's plenty. <laughs> there's plenty, you know, plenty going on. But uh, what's good with you? What's good with me? Well... Grass is green today. Sky is blue. Uh, yes. Cloudy. The temperature was pretty nice. It's been warm, but who am I to complain? <laughs> I mean, it you be- asked me what was good. <laughs> this isn't about you. Stop being selfish. <sighs> I'm kidding. Yeah, no, it's uh, going to be a good day, I think. Hopefully. I do too. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, uh, that's it. Tomorrow's my day off. That's my schedule. Nice. Bad operational security. You know, those are things you're not supposed to talk about publicly, like, you know, like <laughs> things like that. I don't care. Uh, I don't think there are any terrorists out to get me. But I, I doubt it. Yeah. But yeah, tomorrow's my day off. Mm. So. And what's know. what's even more is that we're doing one of my favorite episode formats ever. Yeah. I love this. We're going to do another edition of Is This Phrase Biblical? We're so lame. But it somehow feels right. It does. It really does. Yes, this is the very informal, quite scattered kind of series. Not That's not really a series. We just do it here and there. Recurring theme. Like when I hear these phrases or when I think of them. We should debunk this. Yes. Uh, that series where we discuss phrases that Christians kind of regularly use. Yeah. And we try to see if they actually square with the text of scripture. Yeah, good description. Very yeah, concise. That's, that's it. Yeah, very con- concise. What a word to uh, yes. use. What are, we, what, are we, what are we talking about today, though? Today's phrase is, God's ways are just not our ways. Mm, bless. Yeah, I'm sure we've all heard that one before. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, you got something strange or unsettling happens or some sort of well-laid plan falls through the floor or life is generally a bit bleak yeah. and a well-meaning Christian says, well, God's ways are not our ways. <laughs> You know, you know what this actually reminds me of hmm. in the wide variety of court shows you'll see on on, <laughs> daytime. on daytime television. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's where I am. <clears throat> so, judge Judy. Yeah, exactly. Who's the black judge? I like him better. I can't remember who his name is. Though. I like him better too. I have memories though. I, I'm really getting us off track. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the banter, but I have specific memories of that judge at your house when we what? were like, yeah, like he him being on the TV. No, being on the TV. <laughs> I don't know if your mom was watching. He was just on, yeah. like being mom, at your house in the. My mom definitely enjoys those shows. Yeah. And because I don't particularly watch them, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> um, but like once a ruling has been made in these shows, like the, I guess you would just call them participants. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the cast members. <laughs> um, they, they they walk out separately and they get a chance to, you know, get in a few last words. Yeah. And the winner, of course, they might say something like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm happy with the judge's ruling. Of course. Sure. As the winner would be. You would. Hopefully. Um, and then the losers, they might protest the ruling a little bit. Fine. But the one thing I can promise you, you will hear is, well, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what Which it is. Which is literally <laughs> just saying, it is 
That's all you're saying. I feel like I feel like when people say when when people say, "Well, God's ways are not our ways," it's like a great big metaphysical shrug. <laughs> you're just saying the situation exists. Hello, reality. This is this. Like that. It's exactly what it feels like to me. It drives me up a wall. I'm like, thank you for enlightening me, the one who is living the situation. And the, as Descartes might say, it it is. Therefore, it is. <laughs> it's like, exactly. like what else could you? What? Oh. How? Yeah, that's. I had not ever thought about it in those terms. But this that, is the baggage I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> oh well, I like that. That's a good. <laughs> Maybe. I just get I'm really stuck on that, you know. <laughs> I just I don't think I'm gonna get over that within the next couple hours. <laughs> so then the question is: Is is this phrase biblical though? Is, is the it? phrase mm. "God's ways are not our ways" I, I mean biblical? Is it? If you could tell me anything right now, I'd be like, sure. <laughs> that's a sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, it is what it that's is. That's that's it. <laughs> it is what it is. Sometimes it be oh. that way. Well. <laughs> Perhaps for the first time in the admittedly short history of this not series series, <laughs> actually, yes, this phrase comes straight from the scripture. What? Yes, the book of Isaiah, to be precise. So, yeah, thanks for listening. This phrase is biblical. <laughs> Continue to use it however you want. <laughs> Catch you guys next time. See you later. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. It is a big joke. We have jokes when we, we do that. We make the same lame joke every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... This phrase is biblical, but do most Christians use it according to its context? Ah, I see. No, pretty much not. <laughs> that's actually, that's, yeah, mostly no. No, Seem, they do not. Yeah. Seems like a, a significant pitfall is coming. <laughs> yes. So we've already touched on this, actually, about how most people use this phrase. Most of the time, I've heard it used exclusively when people are trying to comfort us with assurances of God's providence. Yeah. Knowing that he does things that are oftentimes beyond our ability to comprehend completely. Right? Which, hey, I mean, you know, God is provident. He, he does do things that we can't fully understand, right? I mean, sure. that's, that's true, right? That's true. But the thing is, is that when these words appear in Isaiah, Isaiah 55 to be exact, that's not the thrust at all of like what he's saying. Yeah, I I refuse to believe that this is about to be used as like a, a little head padding platitude. <laughs> that's like, there, there, my child. My ways are not your ways. Exactly. Go on. Tush, tush. Like, is this like, do we do we have like a, a snarky prophet moment saying saying this or something? Because I could, I could, you know, I could see it used to like uh, put someone in their place with the right attitude. That's, I don't know. Isaiah's out there. Listen here, you. Listen. I mean, I feel like, I feel like so many times, so many times the prophets could have been like, you asked for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like that's a recurring theme. That's Give us a king. You're going to hate it. No, but we want it. Okay, here he is. You have- no, we hate it. <laughs> well, you asked for it, idiots. Exactly. I gave you literally what you asked for. <laughs> what more do you want from me? <laughs> exactly. Poor prophets. Well, let me just read the passage in question so that we can try to get to the bottom of what is really meant when it is said that God's ways okay. are not our ways. Good I think, start. I Good. think putting in its context will elucidate it right up. Clear it. Clear it right up. Right away. <clears throat> this is Isaiah 55, uh, verses 6 through 9. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as 
as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is totally different. Oh, yeah. Not this even doesn't close. even <laughs> resemble the way we hear it used. I, yeah. I mean, it, like in the kind of like faux comfort use, it seems to distance God. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. My, yeah. And I think in those situations, depending on the situation, you could kind of be painting him as a villain. Mm-hmm. But here, the turn of phrase is like an open hand. Like it's, it's, it is actual compassion. Yeah. So it is not at all used in that like, well, God is so high up here yeah. and uh, you're down here and you can't understand him. So stop being a stupid slug, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like get over yourself. Right. Like, I mean, in fact, it says call upon him while he is near. Like yeah. the whole point is actually that even though in a weird twist, his thoughts may be up here, he is near. He's still near. And what is happening here, as you get, I think, pretty plainly from the passage, is that God is calling his wicked and rebellious people back to himself. Like he's saying, I'm not leaving you. I'm not going to forsake you. And I think our expectation is that, at least mine, I'll say it this way, is that God wants to wipe us off the face of the planet when we sin. Like, it doesn't matter how many times I'm told differently, I revert back to that as a default. And I think we tend to think that we're heating up the engine of wrath when we act disobediently. (laughs) That's what we're doing. Like, he's just like, we're revving that thing up, you know? But, I mean, listen very carefully to God's own words here. He says, let the wicked and unrighteous return Turn to me that I may have compassion on them. Not let them come back to me so I can pay them what they're owed. It's <laughs> let them come back to me so that I can be merciful to them, so that I can pardon them and restore them. Yeah. I, I mean, I would try to, to riff off that, hmm. but I think you said it perfectly with, with the engine of wrath. I think yep. I think that's such a good picture because uh, it feels like our default is just to assume condemnation. Yeah. At least that's definitely how I feel. Yeah. I, I never ever think about storing up treasures in heaven as much as I think about accruing troves of punishment. <laughs> that is so good. You know what I mean? Like I mean, that's a bad thought, but I mean like that. <laughs> that those words that was a that was a nice poetic parallelism there i really Bless, thank you so much <laughs> but even thinking about that further i noticed this this morning in my my reading that oh it must have been second kings where god talks about how he has been provoked to wrath by his people for a moment. Hmm. But okay, you stop and think about that, right? Because then that, that kind of reverts me back to that tendency of, oh yeah. yeah, like God is wrath. But notice this. He said, I was provoked to this. God has to be provoked to act in judgment and wrath. Yeah. He never has to be provoked to act in mercy. Hmm. That just spills out of him. Yeah. That is like, that's his truest heart is to pardon and bring back the prodigal and wayward sons. And that is what God wants in his heart for the wicked and the righteous in this passage. He says he wants them to come back to him so that he can pardon them and wrap them into his loving embrace. That is what God wants. Like God is saying this and you get to that phrase, my ways are not your ways. That's what he's saying is yeah. because like we as humans, we don't often respond that way. Of course not. Ever. I mean, we don't think about God that way <laughs> and we don't treat one another that way. No. Like in no way is that our way, right? When someone treats me badly, my default is to want to go tit for tat, right? Yeah. Like, I want like, like I need to treat them badly and do all these things, you know, tooth for tooth. And mercy is not exactly the fuel our hearts run off of. Right? It's not yeah. like I need to be, ironically, I need to be provoked mm-hmm. to mercy and love. That's so true. Like I'm easily bang, bang, like wrath, hot fury, all these things. God is not like that. Mm-hmm. Like he is naturally merciful, loving. And it's like when people are harming his children that he is then provoked yeah. to act. And mercy just pours out of his heart. Like he wants, he desires to be kind to us. Especially he desires that for those who know their sin and feel unworthy because of it. I feel like so much so is that not our default. Like I feel I feel like 
I feel like yeah. at best, sometimes it's vengeance. Yeah. If not revenge. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's so, it's so diametrically separate. Yeah. That like, if we don't even expect that from God, of course we don't treat each other that way. And if somehow, if somehow I am provoked to mercy, yeah. I'm going to have to like make sure I actually don't somehow feel self-righteous about it. Yeah. That's, what, a good, yeah. what a good thing I finally did. <laughs> you know what I mean? I am such a great oh, person. This treasure's in heaven uh, for this one. <laughs> I have finally shown mercy to the downcast and the trot. God is like I'm oh. always showing I'm showing mercy to you in this moment for your like exactly. bad like show oh. of mercy and that that just blows our conceptions of God out of the water yeah. and that is what God means when he says my ways are not your ways yeah again it's true yes he does things we don't understand in his providence but sure. I bet the thing we most don't understand is exactly his mercy yeah like that we still don't comprehend it like I mean I've been a Christian I feel like as long as I can like I just don't when I look back and I'm honest about it, I don't remember a time that I didn't know about Jesus and like it's just my parents just, it's right it's just you know just the reality of our home so you'd think after 20 some years like you're like oh 20 years <laughs> You would get it. You would figure out right? how to never you would sin. Like, oh yes, like I would. I would understand that God is merciful, and that's primarily who He is, yeah. and uh, His ways are not my ways in that sense. And but no, no, like constantly, God is having to say, "Let me speak for myself," instead of letting your preconceived notions of who I am inform how you approach me. Exactly. Because the thing is, like, I think my sin. And my awareness of it disqualifies me. Again, like that is my, I go back to that bent. But that is the only way to approach God. Like those are the only people he welcomes. That, no, okay. That is an interesting way to describe it. What do you, can you, can you explain that a little more? Your, your awareness, did you say? Yeah. So like, I think like I see my sin, like when I'm yeah. aware of my sin, when I've done something like yes. I've, you know, I've spoken ill to Morgan or I have spoken ill of someone, just an example, you know? And I know that. I can feel it in my heart. I'm like, oh, I feel gross. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I'm gross. Like my, you know, like, oh, I'm like stained. I'm tainted. I cannot approach God like this. Like I can't go worship him. I can't go pray to him. Like I'm, I'm, I've sinned. I'm disgusting. <laughs> but that is the only kind of person Jesus welcomes. Like he said, it. I came to call not the righteous, yeah. but sinners. And it's not as if he wants me to come groveling to him. He's like, I'm waiting for you to come groveling, and then I'll show you mercy yeah. again. You need the, the proper metric of, of Repent- visible yeah. remorse that's or something. It. And like, you can't, even if that's, you can't do that. Like, no. it will, your, your repentance in that sense will always be tainted. I think it was Tim Keller who said, your repentance needs repented of because <laughs> your, your motives are just so tainted. But God, that's the person he welcomes. It's the person who knows it. And then when we realize that, that he is kind toward us, even in that moment, it's not just that he waits for us to come groveling. That is the precisely the moment he comes running yeah. to us. I think it's it's. I've almost feel like I've never really heard that described that way, but it, it's familiar. Like yeah. I think to kind of put words into it from my experience, I feel like my sheer awareness that I knew it was wrong. Yes, the fact that I knew it was wrong. Yeah. And I did it anyway. And I'm fully aware of it before and after. That is what feels like that also feels super disqualifying to me. Yeah. It's not just the recognition after the fact. It's that I knowingly made that decision. Yeah. And it feels like I know that I should have known better. God knows <laughs> that I know. Yeah. I'm not fooling anyone. Yeah. So, you know, it, it you can easily slip into, well, that just disqualifies. Like, yeah. how many times do I get to do this? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? But that recognition is is essential. Yes, it is. And that is what brings us back. It's that. And yeah. uh, there's this book. Uh, I would highly recommend it to anyone listening. It may be the best book I've read in years, probably. But it's not a long one. It's called Gentle and Lowly, Christ's Heart for Sinners and Sufferers. 
and it's by this guy named Dane Ortland. And he has this line in there where he says, your pain is Christ's home. Like that pain over oh, like, amazing. I know. And it's like, that is the only place he will meet you. Like is right there. Like including your pain over your sin. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, what? Like that is just, no, but that's not just him saying that is the testimony over and over and over again of the Bible. That is God's testimony of himself is like, stop letting your preconceived notions of me inform how you approach me. Let me tell you how to approach me. Again, we did this in an episode a while back. I feel like I can't place where we did it, but maybe it was in the 10 commandments or somewhere, but in Exodus again, you know, we think God giving the law, all this harsh, like, <laughs> like, Oh, but when God reveals his glory to Moses, he starts by saying, I'm the Lord, the Lord, a merciful God. That's the first thing he says. He does not say a just God. He does not say an avenging God. He does not say yeah. a righteous God. He says a merciful God. Like, I just, pfft, his ways are not our ways. Clearly. That is what that means. Yeah. And like, I think that is so much richer to me than anything that was ever like a head padding. Oh, yeah. Like you're at the, you know, funeral home or anywhere exactly. else. Like, exactly. Well, God's ways aren't our ways. So like, just thanks. like, yeah, like that is minuscule compared to what God just said in Isaiah. And uh, I just think that's amazing that, you know, he's not a karma God. He's not a clean up and then I'll love you, God. None of those things. He yeah. is the God who loves, loves his enemies, loves sinners. Like that is who he, he loves. And that was another thing is like Dane Ortland. He just phrases all these things in such a way that he just never, but he's like, it's as if God can't help himself. Like he just, he loves to run to sinners and bring them home. And yes, like enable them to help them to live holy lives because that is what makes you happiest. But that is who he loves, the only people he will go to. I mean, the Pharisees, like, again, they were like, you know, they kept the law, but their hearts, yeah. they wouldn't run to God in poverty and humility and acknowledge that there were sins in their hearts. And I just think it's amazing that that's like, he wants to make people like us his children. Like, that's what he wants to do. He desires to do that. And we're not speaking like mushy, gushy, you know, just stuff we made up about. God said that about himself. And in uh, that way, his ways are not our ways. So wow. the next time you want to use that phrase, just bear in mind. Yes, yeah, so don't use it like when your friend, I'll tell you, here's the next time you should use that phrase. When you have a friend who is feeling down in the dumps, like they are suffering or they are, I mean, uh, even to go this far to say, like, maybe they're suffering consequences for sin. Because like, yeah. that still happens in this life. Like, we, on this side of eternity, there are natural consequences to sin yeah. that you sometimes can't escape. Certainly. There is some good in that. Like, there is a loving discipline that God shows to us as well to help us. But... When someone is feeling really down, and I know a ton of Christians who like, they feel like they should not sin ever again. Exactly. Like and, somehow you could have figured yeah, this out by now. Yeah. And they just feel so like, I, how can I approach God again? Like mm -hmm. he has to be getting tired of me. Oh, like yeah. I believe this. Like I'm a pastor. So like I'm supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to, according to, you know, whatever, like. You're supposed to not have these. Yeah. Like these come on. Civilian struggles. Yeah. Civilian struggles. But when someone is feeling that way, that's when you say, well, God's ways aren't our ways. Like yeah. he wants to run to you and bring you back home. Like exactly. your pain is his home. That is Christ's home in some mysterious way because his ways aren't our ways. And that's, that would be the time to use it when someone's mm -hmm. like, man, this sin is like besetting. I just can't like what, how could he ever want to have anything to do with me? Like, no, you are precisely the kind of person, the only kind of person he wants to have anything to do with. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Good delineation. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that phrase is biblical and it means that. Very specifically. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully this was <laughs> sincerely helpful. Yes. And hopefully you don't say it to the wrong person yes. at the wrong time. Always, always, my friend. I know yeah, it stinks with a thing, oh. but you know. So hopefully uh, you found this helpful, encouraging to your heart. Mm -hmm. And if you did, you want to share it, write an honest five-star review. Thank you so much. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd appreciate it. And if you have questions, you can shoot them to 
podcast at horizonschurch.net. Yeah. Or you can interact with us on social media. You can. However you see fit, you know? I was trying to think of like a little joke to mm-hmm. end on. I thought I had one, but I don't. And that's, I'm no crashing this plane down hard. We're doing a hard landing. God's ways are not our ways. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It was good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you all, as always, for listening and sharing this time with us. And we will uh, catch you next time. Mm-hmm.